Hello everybody and welcome to episode 69 of TNS in a couple of weeks since we put out our last episode but today I bring you a special one. I'm joined by Eliza Batten for this episode and we talk about a lot of different things. We go for a bit of MIC at the start, we talk about being a celebrity at university, we talk a lot about charity work as well and then we finish by talking about what avenues Eliza is going to explore in the near future. I'm looking to get episodes out every fortnight now, I think that's a, a good amount of time for people to digest the previous episode, I feel like before maybe a, every week is a bit much um, to keep up to date with uh, all the content that we do put out. Um, so yeah, today's episode, really, really enjoyed it. Eliza was a great guest. Um, and we mentioned in our chat Eliza's Depop drop that she does for charity. It's a fantastic initiative and I think uh, everyone should go and check it out. You can find the link through her Insta page, which is at Eliza Batten, um, which of course will be tagged in all the promo as well. So go and check out her Depop drops that she does for charity, as I say, a really great cause. So get involved. Um, and as always, before the episode begins, just a few quick plugs. So if you would rather read stuff than listen, then of course go over to www.tnsblog.com. We've got a lot of stuff on there, a lot of guest writers, a lot of stuff for myself as well, on a wide range of things, sports, politics, culture, you name it, we've got a bit up there for everyone. So if you'd rather have a quick read of something, it's only something like 800 words usually, then get over to that site um, and, and you'll find something there for you. But without further ado, I bring you today's episode. So the best place, I think, to start off our conversation would be to talk about MIC in some capacity, Made in Chelsea. I'm not the biggest Made in Chelsea follower. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to watch it back in the day. I remember 15, 16. Uh, that was, That's what everyone says. That's <laughs> what everyone says, yeah. But I know quite a lot of people are still avid fans of the show. It's um, a lot of people's guilty pleasure. I think that is exactly the phrase. Yeah, completely. Um, but I'd love to know a bit about your experiences of, of being on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. how, many year, how many years have you been on it now for? I started it for a second week of second year. Right. Um, and I took a, oh, yeah, so that would have been two years ago. Sort of now this sort of time. I think it was in October two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and, um, and, and were you approached to be on it? I mean, how did, how did that actually come about? Yeah, I sort of had like mutual friends on it and yeah. it's it's a quite a small kind of bubble. So yeah, I just got approached and I just, I tossed and turned for ages about it, but then decided absolutely nothing to lose except for any aspect of being, I don't know, prime minister or something. <laughs> I think, but, yeah, well, you never know, you never know. You could still well, be Well, Donald first. Trump. Donald Trump was on reality TV. That's very true. And Ronald Reagan was also a B-list actor as well in some, <laughs> in some, in some funny films back in the day. So there is always hope. You are right, yeah. <laughs> but have, have you enjoyed being on the show? Have you found it to be somewhat of a challenge to balance uh, normal life and, 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 and that of reality television? I mean, yeah, I think for me, I did it when I was at uni and there was, I sort of 
I, I felt a bit like Hannah Montana. That's the only way I can sort of describe it without, it's just the most applicable <laughs> comparison because I was a very normal student up in Durham and then I would get my three hour train and then be sort of filming and Eliza in a lot more kind of glamorous life. Um, but then I'd get the train back up and revert straight back to tracksuits, messy hair and student living sort of thing. Um, and I think it was quite tricky because obviously geographically it's really far away, but I think it was the best way to ease in because I maintained a, a, a very normal life up in Durham, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, Whereas yeah. I think it can be quite all consuming if you, if you do it and it's on your doorstep. And so people who are living in London, that is their whole, like your whole world. Whereas I could keep a little bit for me oh. sort of thing. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Like keeping the two separate, keeping yourself, I don't want to say the word sane, but yeah, as in like keeping that sense of normality. Yeah, it kept me, it kept me grounded for sure. Um, but I think you're never going to get as much out of it, living it, doing it that way. Mm. Um, so in that sense, I played it reasonably safe, sort of not meaning to, but I just, it was quite tricky because I'd come down and there'd be some big drama going on and then I'd have to get back on the train and write an essay. And so trying to constantly jump back and forth from different mindsets to kind of getting worked up about whatever drama was going down here and then having to really switch it off and knuckle down I found that quite tiring um and so you then end up trying not to get as as much involved in the drama because I was always going to prioritize academia I was always going to prioritize uni so I then sort of stepped back from the drama and then you don't get as much out of it because you're not you know what I mean you're not as involved, involved. Um, yeah yeah you need the drama yeah so it was harder in that sense um I think if I was to ever do it again I'd want to sort of go for it but then it's healthy to have I separation think so. I think so especially when you're you know younger as well like, well, like yeah I was sorry starting I off. no no don't, I, I <laughs> we're just starting off aren't we on our, on our on our path with what we want to do and if you sort of close yourself off um, at a young age you know get too involved with that it might be harder to to go and pursue another course uh, in the future well I was 20 when I started which see yeah looking back I know I'm not that much older now but looking back that's so young yeah, you, you change a lot during university as well I mean I think of myself when I was 20 compared to now like that mm. is very young to be do like being thrust into to some sort of limelight and I was definitely the baby like all the other people on it were at least kind of two or three years older um so I don't know in that sense it was it was just yeah I was just I, looking back I was young I felt really grown up going on it but I was yeah I was a baby did you find that hard though the element of everyone being that bit older than you or did you not really notice um, it I didn't really notice it I think yeah I, I, I actually think when you get into your 20s there isn't that much to differentiate you um mm, I would agree I would agree I, I don't know I think like um, sometimes someone in their late twenties who's maybe had a kid and they settled down, and then yeah, 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 no, start. in that sense. But if everyone, you know, you've got people in their very late twenties still kind of mucking about on the show, so it's like it, we're all just sort of in it together. Um, and that common ground. Yeah, I mean, the other thing that I'm, I'm I'm interested in is, did you really have to change like any elements of your personality between being on the show and being at uni, or is it just very much just? It's just you the whole time. No, you you're just, yeah, you're, you're just you. Yeah, and I suppose that helps quite a lot because if you really have to... No, 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 not at all. And I mean, I, I suppose you could if you wanted to, but I just think that's silly and that's not the point. Um, 
I, <laughs> no, I, I think I was pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. Yeah, no, I sprung that question upon you. I do. No, yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I suppose that you, you might be a bit more conscious about what you say, but otherwise... But I, I think that's um, an interesting point that you just raised because I know I wanted to, to talk a little bit about um, being a celeb whilst at uni, which I know we've spoken about a bit so far. Mm-hmm. But just being at university, obviously people knew who you were. Um, yeah. not just your immediate friendship group but did, did that ever present any challenges in itself did you feel like you were under a bit more scrutiny um do you know what it's a funny one I actually didn't get any bad comments to my face so and then ignorance is bliss like I don't really care what people might be saying when I'm not there um but nobody said anything unkind to my face so that's cool I think I just found it a bit funny because when I went back up, up to uni I completely sort of dis- disassociated myself from my life in London and I found it weird when I'd kind of be in Tesco's and I'd hear a couple of people behind me go, that's Eliza Batten from me in Chelsea. And I would start looking around being like, wait, where? Who? Oh, wait, no, that's me. Because I, I wasn't used to also, I'm always referred to as my full name. Full name, yeah. Eliza yeah. Batten. You know, and so I'm sort of, that's, that's almost like my alter ego, Eliza Batten. Um, no, I don't know. It, and then it would kind of remind me, or, you know, I'd, I'd notice maybe when in a club, um, you'd just get some people, when people are drunk, they're a bit more forward yeah exactly so yeah exactly but so. I was I was very z-list we had Henry Bird who was British Bake Off we had Jack Edwards who was a big YouTuber with like 200k plus subscribers so I felt oh. very bottom of the list mm. yeah well I mean Durham I mean all these universities you're sort of surprised by uh you know some of the people I know in my year as well at Edinburgh who have some like very high level of fame and you're like whoa sort of takes you by surprise a little bit um (laughs) but you also from 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 what i was reading before this you were also part of the charity fashion show weren't you and that (laughs) is it true and correct me if i'm wrong here but is it the biggest uni charity show in the uk or is that the biggest uh university you fundraiser so how was it being a part of something like that was that was that whilst this was after you started being on MIC? So no, I did no? the first, um, in my first year, I modelled in it. Um, <laughs> and obviously I wasn't on me in Chelsea then. Yeah. And I loved it. As in you get a lot, it's just so much fun. It's so much fun. Um, it's such an incredible event to be a part of. It's huge. And then second year was different because I was filming. And actually they came up to film in Durham two days before the fashion show nothing to do with the fashion show it was um, some drama going on that meant they came up to film because I couldn't come down because of rehearsals um so they filmed in Durham so that you know it was big talk and I did feel like it was a different experience and I also this is where the negative impacts kind of come into play because I was backstage and I, everyone gets quite stressed before the fashion show. You're backstage. It's a big deal. You don't want to fool. You're walking in front of like 3,000 people. Um, and I think someone was doing up my dress and I was like, oh, please hurry up. Like I'm about to get on. And then it went round. I think rumours went round that I was a bitch. You know, and it was oh, like, oh, for goodness sake. It was yeah, one yeah, comment yeah. that we all make. Anyone in, in under that pressure would have just been like, come on, please hurry up. It wasn't that I went, hurry the hell up. Yada, yada, yada. Um, but it went round that I was a bitch backstage and I just thought, flipping out that's just something you kind of have to take yeah and that's not exactly ideal preparation is it it's not even preparation but what you want to hear during 
well no but also like I can I can rise above that and I just thought yeah. you know what that's the trade-off mm. that I've made yeah. in the sense that people will cling on to people want to not like you I find yeah. that's what's quite tiring is people meet you and they sort of want to not like you so you have to work extra hard to kind of gain people's yeah to combat that that must be tough I mean do you think you've got a, a thicker skin since being on it or do you think oh, always percent but have you always been like that a little bit or have you have you really seen a change since um no I'm, I mean I'm a bit of a marshmallow but I've seen a change. Can you define of, marshmallow? Yeah, sorry. I like. <laughs> I've not heard that before. <laughs> just soft, gooey, right? They're quite soft, soft and gooey. Soft and gooey. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. inside, I'm a bit of a marshmallow. <laughs> I think I have this exterior. I've always had a yeah. very, very strong exterior that people right. just think I'm sort of nothing would, you know. Would phase you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, no, no, no. I do have, I am a bit of a, a marshmallow, but I, that marshmallow in, in inside has had to harden up too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but that's that's okay. I, 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 but I think that comes with maturity as well. I don't think that's just to do with the show. I think that's just growing up. You sort of learn that you can't please everyone, not you can't make everyone like you. Mm. And mm. I think that's just everyone has to kind of learn that lesson. It's not just people who put themselves out there. No, I agree with you. It's just whether that's um, you know, the, the, the level, um, the, the fame that you're a part of compared to the average person at our yeah, age yeah. means that you you have to go up quicker um you know compared yeah, to someone such as myself you know so I would say doing Maiden Chelsea um and sort of in the way I've put myself out there is is, is a slow burner I haven't really noticed my life dramatically change mm-hmm. um okay I get recognized every now and then but it's very very minimal and mm it surprises me when it happens you know it's like <laughs> so I think in that sense it was it's just it's it's fun it's not yeah a life changer yeah. I don't feel that different yeah and that's so good to hear you know that, that it's fun that element of fun remains because then as soon as it starts to become something that's impacting your life uh, in a negative way then you start to, like, having to rethink um if it's worth it or you know blah de, blah mm. but moving on from MIC to um Instant influencing, because um, I know <laughs> that you have a fairly big platform on the gram. You have 58,000 followers or just above that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that that is a big platform. That's a lot of people. And do you ever feel like this pressure? I know you'll have to post a lot stories or post it in itself on the page. Do you ever feel that sort of pressure? Do you ever think, you know, you have to sort of look good by a Western metric of, you know, the sense of what look good, <laughs> looking good means. Um, do you ever you know, feel that pressure where you're like, oh, I just can't be bothered to do this? Or have you not really had I that have the, I have the days where I can't be bothered, um, but I've if I'm not looking my best, I don't care. I'll still put it up. I think mm-hmm. it's really important to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've got a bit of a role of responsibility to not be a fraud mm-hmm. um you know and there are those instagrams out there already that are very perfect and that's sort of what they are and people follow them for that perfect ideal sort of setup but mine isn't that i can't be that because i i don't know i'm not i'm not in the maldives so i can't really make i can wouldn't be able to keep that up so i think it's just really important to stay much more authentic 
I'm waffling a bit. Because um, uh, I, I just find the Insta thing um, really difficult. Like, I have a very problematic relationship with it. That's why I think it's interesting. Because I just feel like for, for every account that does some positive, there's so, there's so much negative on that platform. And I think especially for, like, young people and, like, the superficial, mm. like, looking good. Um, again, I say good in, in, in quotes, you know, by, by what we define as good in the Western world. But, like... Uh, you know, I just feel like it is a very dangerous platform in that sense. I feel like it does affect you without even realizing it, you know, in terms of like having to measure yourself against other people. Like, do you not have that when you have to measure yourself against other accounts that are similar to yourself? Or do you just not really even bother? Like, do you curate your feed so that you don't even have to bother looking at that sort of stuff? Oh gosh, that is a tricky question. I think everyone compares themselves on Instagram. But I think I've sort of learned to just appreciate, I know the sort of hard work that goes into Instagram. So when I see someone's very beautiful and curated picture, I sort of just look at it and appreciate the work that's gone into it rather than seeing it as um, something to aspire to. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I'm now sort of a bit more in the know, I think, having been behind it, that when I see a picture, I'm not fooled by it. I don't look at it and think oh my gosh, why don't I look like that? I think, fair play, she's got the angles right, the lighting right, she's done a good filter Mm. in that sense. Mm. Um, I think Instagram could be ingested, ingested, digested, you know, consumed in a healthy way if we were sort of educated about it more. So I think it's one of those things that actually it should almost become like part of PSHE at school because it is such a fundamental aspect of our lives now that if people could just learn the amount of effort that goes into these pictures and how they're not real, then people could just sort of appreciate the work that's gone into them rather than looking at it and feeling bad about themselves. That's a really good point. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. That's like redefining your relationship with it. Um, Cause, cause I know uh, when we spoke yesterday, um, I was saying that how much I appreciate the work that goes into to videos, you know, such as the videos that you put up as well in terms of the editing process that you sure. find it because like I'd never really had any experience with uh, editing videos in my life before I started uh, you know, doing this course I'm doing now. And I mean, I've produced some absolute rubbish when I've been <laughs> editing. I, honestly, I look at it and I'm like, how have I just made that? That is genuinely the worst thing I've ever seen. So like that element of it, I think is, um, you know, when people understand that, I think that adds a lot uh, to it, as you, you know, as you've said yourself. Um, because yeah that's certainly something that i found like the whole editing process is is so impressive yeah um but do you, do you think this is like a long-term avenue or is this like a nice side project like you just you know you keep it going obviously doing some good with it as well mm, i don't i don't know because the thing is we it's a funny career and it's unique in the sense that there's no one to look up to in the sense how do you explain it? We're sort of all guinea pigs because it's such a new industry. I can't look at someone who's 60 years old, who's retired from Instagram and think that's what this, this is what this career path will entail. You know, this person's done Instagram for 40 years. They made a real success out of it. Now they're retired happy. Like I can't guarantee that there's the, the oldest influencer, the, the oldest, blah, 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 edit that. The longest someone has been an influencer is probably, what, five years, 10 years max? Yeah. Yeah. So it's such a new industry that 
who knows how long it will be. Mm. And if you think how new and quick it's come about, something else could jump up and come about. Like, look at TikTok. People mm. are now making buckets on TikTok. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. I think it's just I'm living very much in the moment with it. Mm. Um, I can't see it being my career forever. Well, firstly, because once you get saggy and old, no one will be interested. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's, it's just, it is fun. I, it's fun to be able to monetize on something that I enjoy. I think that's it. Exactly. So I think that's what everyone wants to do, don't they? I mean, that's sort of the dream is to find something that you genuinely enjoy doing. Um, the only can, stress that comes with it is obviously it's not a set wage. Mm. Um, you can't guarantee when your next job's coming about. So mm. in that sense, it can be quite stressful. But And it's hard because I'm balancing it alongside the degree, whereas a lot of people in my position, it's sort of their full-time gig. Yeah, um, for sure. And they can devote a lot of time to it. Also, yeah. I don't have an Instagram boyfriend so I'm really struggling there. It's a self-timer jobby. That's something I need. Boyfriend, yeah, I need like, to take oh, all those photos, of course. 100%. I honestly think that, especially <clears throat> the content creators that kind of go above and beyond and create unreal content, they normally have a photographer boyfriend. <laughs> a photographer boyfriend, yeah, you need it. That's a good point, actually. That's a good point. I'm sure at the moment, I'm just, it's, it, it's literally me directing my mum, saying, no, a bit higher, no, a bit lower. No, mum, that's not right. <laughs> Not very good of her to help out a little bit though that's oh, a, she that's loves it she's she's a momager she absolutely <laughs> loves it i know um before we, we we talk about you know the the degree you're doing right now and your mm-hmm. aspirations in that regard um you know having read uh, before before this chat that we're having right now about how you're using your um your platform on instagram you know i was really impressed actually i was really really impressed um, you know, you're using it to to incite some real positive uh, change. Um, and I know you did that, especially over the first lockdown period, mm-hmm. um, raised a large amount of money for, for four charities, I believe, the Trussell Trust, Time for Children, the Stephen Lawrence Charitable Trust, and the Southall Black Sisters. Um, how did that initiative come about? Um, you know, what was the catalyst for, for, for doing this? Um, I mean, long story short, um, I went to donate some food to my local food bank at the very beginning of lockdown. And I was so shocked at how many people were sort of queuing outside to receive their food parcels. Um, And I just thought I want to make this a weekly thing. I want to be able to donate weekly. But, you know, to do a big shop, it's going to cost you north of £100. So I thought, how am I going to make that money? And so I basically just cleared out my wardrobe, put it on Depop, made the money pretty quickly. So I did my next weekly food shop and then I thought, well, I've exhausted my wardrobe. Who can I reach to next? So I messaged friends. I did my family. Um, and then that drop made £400. And then I thought, oh my gosh, I've got a platform. I can, this can, I can, my reach is further than just friends and family of my local village. Um, so yeah, I put it out on Instagram and I got so many donations. Um, and the next drop made something like £1,500, which was really cool. I think also where it worked was I did it every week at 5pm on a Thursday. So people were kind of craving structure in lockdown, right? So for me to kind of put that in their diary was something that they knew was coming about. You know, you had your Zoom quizzes, you had this, you had that, and then you had, oh, Eliza's shop dropping. And people also just got a bit crazy because I would upload it at 5pm and then it'd be up. 
And I think a lot of people just panic buying, you know, people got in a bit, I hiked up throughout the day, people got in a bit of a frenzy and then we're just panic buying, but that was great. I think also people, it's guilt, it's guilt-free shopping because you know, all your money's going to charity. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's supporting sustainable clothing, sustainable clothing, sustainable, sustainable shopping. A lot of S's. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just gave me so much purpose. It was something my family and I did together. We wrapped everything up in recycling. We had lovely pool, my Hermes, man come pick everything up mm. um and yeah I just got we got into a routine with it and it felt really I've, that's sort of the most powerful I think I felt is the fact that I could make a difference and I felt really privileged that I could quickly turn around raise some money and inject it into where it was needed if that makes sense yeah completely I, I think that's really admirable as I say, I think that's, um, you know, using your platform for, for positive change, which I don't really see enough. And um, in the sense of like, it's not necessarily, uh, you, you know, your duty as an individual, if you have a platform to, to do good things. I'm not no, saying, not oh, well, you've done that. But it'd be nicer to to see it normalised um, in that sense. Uh, and, and what you're doing is, is really great. I know sustainable shopping it is a really, um, it's a big topic amongst my audience, actually. Um, it's, a, it's, you know, it's an important topic as well. I mean, shopping, uh, I've actually just stopped buying clothes completely for like the last six months because <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm amazed at myself, but like I sort of had a look at my wardrobe. I was like, I have, I have like a lot of stuff that I just don't wear. Um, which I which I could wear, which I should wear. I mean, I, it's not a horrible garb that I've got. It's just I won't wear <laughs> it. Um, and I think that mentality of like buying something when you really, really want it, rather than just this this culture of like, yeah, I'll get it, yeah, I'll get it, yeah, I'll get it. They'll deliver it to me, you know. And it's like getting out of that mentality of like short term, just buying stuff that you don't need. Um, sure. I mean, I'm still. It's funny because I may obviously I. And part of sustainable shopping with my Depop, but I myself haven't totally converted. <laughs> I can't, I can't help it. Like high street shops are my guilty pleasure. Um, and well, then, you, then you know, the, you've made a start. That's a good. No, and I and I love, I love getting one off things in sort of eBay or charity shops. Um, but it's a funny one because then I suppose the it's a double edged sword of Instagram is you want to promote all this stuff, but then you feel the pressure to be seen and then you know have a new outfit for each picture or whatever yeah of course you know, so. yeah of course yeah and that brings its own its own challenges but I suppose like the fact that you're even setting up these initiatives that are obviously raising so much money is more than most people could say anyway in the first place yeah I mean it's such a team effort because without any of the donations it wouldn't happen and the donations are all people that follow me and are keen to get involved and so I've been totally blown away by how generous everyone is and the people when they come and drop off their clothes they drop off so many clothes yeah. like it's so cool and really be like lovely stuff good quality stuff that's why it's raised so much money is people are donating really lovely clothes they're not just donating the riffraff at the back of the wardrobe mm. um so yeah i'm really just grateful that people are keen to get involved it's yeah I it, think that's it, it's more than just me yeah that's like a really positive story from lockdown because obviously there's been few and far between so it's nice to know that people have been so generous uh, mm. and, and, and still giving so. even when we're all uh, struggling with 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 sort of the past 
six or so months you know it's been a challenge mm. it's really nice to know that and i think the other thing is it shows the the importance or the, not the importance but the the positive side of instagram of having a platform it can be used to drive such change on a, on a, on a mass scale yeah it would i mean without my platform it wouldn't have happened it really wouldn't have happened so i would never take that for granted yeah, I think that is genuinely the, the, the double-edged sword. You know, maybe it, it creates some issues surrounding your mental health or whatever it is, but, um, you know, it also has uh, this, this ability to, to create a movement of some sorts um, so quickly, which I think is a fantastic thing. Are you looking to do the same thing during this lockdown? Are you going to do anything similar? Or... Yeah, no, well, I've got donations coming in this week. Um, I put a shout out, out, shout out out I put out a shout out um <laughs> this weekend and got lots of people coming back so this week um I've got them sort of filtering through and then we'll yeah. do another drop on the weekend it's harder this time around because I'm not at home Mm-hmm. so I don't have as many hands when I was at home my mum oh my god my mum was amazing I would wake up at eight and she'd have been down at six wrapping everything up wow, um oh yeah she was fully fully keen um and then I had my sister so we had quite a few hands um whereas now it's just my flatmate and I and yeah. it's we're in a much smaller space so it's mm. a bit more chaotic and just taking all the pictures like it's a whole weekend job we sort of have to yeah. commit to a weekend and obviously yeah. you know how busy we are with our course she's really busy with hers so yeah. we've had to sort of book in advance whereas over the first lockdown it was just I could do it much more without really thinking whereas yeah. now I really have to sort of factor it in but but I think you know it doesn't have to be necessarily on the on the same scale that you did it last time just the fact that you're you're, you're doing it again um mm. is a positive thing it, well, it depends. The scale totally just depends on the amount of donations. I can't yeah. really control that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll point my uh, my audience in the direction of your drop as well yeah. when we uh, promo this episode because I'm sure many of them would like to get involved in that. As I say, it's a big topic um, and it's going to become more and more mainstream topic as well uh, as time goes on. So I think that's a really admirable um, initiative oh, that's that you've done very there, kind thank no, you really really like using your platform for good is um is what it's all about so that's honestly fantastic um but yeah so th- th- we've mentioned a little bit throughout this you know the course that we're doing the course the course what, what could it be um yeah so we're both studying at uh, city university doing journalism in some capacity i'm doing broadcast you're doing tv obviously yeah uh, it, it's a, it's a tough course it's a prestigious course you know it's not um if we say so ourselves if i may yeah <laughs> but no it's, it's a lot of work you know it's a lot of new skills you're sort of thrown mm-hmm. in the deep end you know i was thinking actually like my first uh session that i had like you go through on zoom and obviously zoom's horrible enough as it is yeah but, uh, basically we had to do this sort of copywriting so you know writing for for tv writing to pictures as they say over and over again as i get it wrong um and basically like picked just picked people just picked on people in front of your whole class first time and I was like she picked on me and I was like no I'm not really (laughs) no absolutely not and sort of you're chucked in at the deep end of like being critiqued by other people which in undergrad level you don't really have no not at all um but yeah so what was the thinking behind doing tv journalism is that what is the aspiration to be a a presenter in some capacity oh do you know what it was one it was it was it was COVID induced. I'm not going to lie. Um, I went back up to Durham in June to kind of live out the rest of my tenancy and everyone 
of uh, my comrades all have uh, all had um plans everyone had plans and I was thinking oh my god I don't have a plan um and one of the guys in the course who was a mate at uni he said I'm doing this course I think it would be up your street you should apply and I thought okay if you think so so I did I applied we I think we wrote my personal statement after quite a few games of beer pong it was oh that's the best way to do it yeah get the creative (laughs) juices flowing yeah Um, nice that sounds good and then I just sort of submitted it and then lo and behold I had an interview I I I, it was I I winged it and I didn't also realize how prestigious I put in asterisks. Oh yeah, we, it's very hard. People need to know that we are doing it in the old um, uh, inverted yeah, commas. Yeah. So, yeah, the most just cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I uh, didn't it's know it's how how yeah cool it was until I was on it, and then I just thought, shit, I've sort of landed on my ass here. <laughs> yeah. That's quite interesting though, because like obviously uh, having spoken to people so far, you have people who planned it out since like, oh, day yes. one. It's like I'm doing this. And then, you know, people such as myself, who I sort of did it in January, um, supposed to go traveling. Obviously, that went well with yeah. COVID. Um, but yeah, there's been like a mix, hasn't it? And I, I, I know, think- I feel, and that's why I feel a bit like a, I've smuggled my way in. I feel a bit um, cheeky because. But I wouldn't say that because they wouldn't, they just wouldn't have let you in. No, no, no. I, well, also my CV compared to everyone else's is quite jokes because yeah. everyone else is like journalism society at uni and this, that, the other. And mine's made in Chelsea, bit of radio <laughs> experience, bit of podcast experience. It's very, it's very different. It's, it is a slightly different one. Yeah. And especially like your, you know, your editing skills um, will be much higher. Uh, the rest of your cohort because that is the thing as I say that I'm struggling with but so do you think having you've been here for what two months now I think we've been um do you do you think from doing it that you have an avenue you want to explore most within the world of journalism I I know you mentioned lifestyle to me uh in our chat before this but I mean Ah. is there is there you know a specific I don't know do you know what um going into the course I thought I would end up in a career in front of the camera because that's sort of that's sort of all I've known I mean main Chelsea yeah well main Chelsea but I've also started modeling when I was well I started probably modeling when I was four and then I got signed again when I was 16 so I've just always been in front of the camera and that's just sort of my I'm used to very much being looking into the lens um but I'm sort of loving being behind it and I'm loving editing and I'm loving directing and just being the boss i like that i yeah, there's more power behind the camera for sure yeah just being um, the boss i love it yeah just just being the boss just being a badass boss. I wanna... <laughs> so i don't know now i'm a bit kind of mind confused that I, i'm i don't know it's still early days but i'm really enjoying the behind the camera aspect and it's nice not to have to put on a face of makeup and you can yeah. just go and do some productive work i think that's yeah i think the the pressure I mean, I know that that's that's what I thought. Um, just with, with being uh, on the screen, you're sort of so aware. You become like so aware. You're like, oh my god, is that actually what I look like? Jeez! <laughs> like when I was being a reporter one week, and like everyone looks at it, and you're like, I wonder what they're thinking about me right yeah, now. Yeah. They're probably like, wow, he looks like shit. Um, but no, that element. You see, it's the opposite for me because like I, I haven't had the experience that you have in front of the camera. Uh, I had a lot of you know radio experience but not not so much so I'm still so excited by the whole like yeah. you know I get a bit nervous before I go on I'm like oh my god um so it's so good to like explore all these different avenues but 
when we're this age, you don't really need to know what you're doing, do you? No, and also I think I have had moments where I get really overwhelmed and panicked and I feel really behind. I feel totally lost. I'm not really sure what's going on. Totally self-inflicted. I haven't been concentrating in the lectures, so there's no excuse. But, and I think to myself, this isn't an undergrad, you know? It's like, I still have, I have my Durham degree to fall back on. I've got a cushy fool, basically, and I don't need to worry about it. And I just need to kind of enjoy it and go for it and just not freak out in the same way that you do with undergrad. Because yeah, yeah, I get you, that. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I get that, and I think um, you know the element. Like, obviously, we're both from 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 pretty privileged positions, and I think you've got to try and uh, make the most of that to, to 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 get to the place you want to be to to make a positive change in in some aspects. You know, I think that's that's certainly the driver for myself. Um, if you've got an opportunity, uh, make the most of it. A hundred percent. Use that. For, to, but I just think sometimes change. I just really panic. And then oh, I just yeah. have to, the, my, my calming technique is to be like, it doesn't matter. You're just, you're young. You, yeah. How privileged am I that I can throw myself into a master's, see what happens. As yeah, in that's, exactly. That's yeah. unbelievably so privileged position. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's that sort of, I've had this chat so many times where it's like, if, if you have an opportunity uh, and you don't take it, then what, you know, what does that make you? No, exactly. And if it doesn't kind of work, not the end of the world life no, it's not and I think that's really important advice for anyone who's, who's listening as well you know th- th- that element of when you're young is like just try things try things because when you actually oh, get tied down yeah. and you settle down and there's all these other elements you have to think about it's very hard to take any risk in any capacity isn't it mm. so oh yeah and I just I mean it's just so shit with covid atm it really is yeah I mean you literally can't do anything I mean I'm hoping that this doesn't last for that long but when Rishi Sunak extended furlough to March I was thinking that's pretty shit (laughs) that's pretty shit but yeah honestly Eliza thank you so much for for finding some time to 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 chat to me today um because I know you know usually you have a, a busy schedule so thank you no thank you so much for having me that was a, a real cracker, wasn't it? We uh, covered a lot of bases there. As I say, we went through Made in Chelsea, being a celebrity at uni, uh, spoke about charity work quite a lot, and Eliza's thoughts on the future. So it got through quite a lot in, uh, in not that much time as well. So really enjoyed that episode. Eliza was a, was a great guest. Um, so make sure you check out her social media pages and uh, catch our own as well you can find us on instagram at the naked student underscore on twitter at tns underscore podcasts and on facebook go and give us a like at the naked student very easy to remember that one and i'll be back in a couple of weeks time with a brand new episode